That sound can mean only one thing. That's right, time for another voyage, exploring the past, present, and future of the old Oregon country. Come aboard and get set to ply the waters of the Pacific Northwest, metaphorical and otherwise, on another thrilling episode of Cascade of History. And now, stumbling out of the cluttered purser's office of the SS Columbia, here's your host, Felix Bunnell. I'm Felix Bunnell, and this is a special bonus podcast episode of Cascade of History, the only live radio program devoted to historic preservation, museums, and all things history-related in Washington, Oregon, Idaho, and British Columbia, the old Oregon country. On this bonus episode, I'm joined by Wendy Freeman and Phil Edland, part of the group working to save Parkland School in Pierce County, east of Tacoma. There is a fundraising deadline coming up on Friday, November 3rd, 2023, and I wanted to help get the word out in advance of that deadline. It's a terrific project run by some terrific people in that community. Well, I am happy to have you guys. I love the Parkland School Project. I've been down there a couple times and I, you know, covered it for Cairo News Radio, where I worked during the week. And we've had you guys on, I think, on the Sunday Night Show a few times as well. And I wanted to have you on before this deadline that's coming up, because I know you guys are trying to accomplish something. First of all, who do I have on the line with me tonight? Uh, why don't you uh, introduce yourselves, take turns introducing yourself so everyone knows who we're talking to. Well, hi, my name is Wendy Freeman, and I'm secretary of the Parkland Community Association. And the Save Parkland School Project is one of our projects that we're working on currently. Uh, my name is Phil Edmund, and I'm a project consultant with the Parkland uh, Community Association working on the State Park and School Project. All right. Now, so there is this big deadline coming up. And what is the deadline? And what are you trying to do? And how can people help? Well, the deadline is called the end of our due diligence period. And what it is, it's hooked up to our real estate purchase and sales agreement with Pacific Lutheran University. And we really uh, are excited to be at this threshold. Uh, this is the point at which we are in full um, fundraising mode. And what we would love to do uh, for people to help um, is actually consider the possibility of making a pledge, consider the possibility of making a donation, consider the possibility of volunteering and or contributing. A lot of folks have come out of the community and offered their support in terms of expertise or uh, materials for the project. Uh, any way that people can help that they think we can move forward, we'll take whatever um, assistance we can get. But right now we're really focusing uh, on fundraising and uh, we're, we're just ordinary folks. We're not you know, professional fundraisers. But what we know is that uh, we need to have the funds in order to secure the school. And that's really our, our goal right now. And the, what's the actual deadline and what's the amount you're trying to hit in terms of, and if there's a difference between cash in hand versus pledges, tell me about that. Phil, you want to take that one? I'm sorry, could you repeat the question? I was trying to get better signal here because our building is metal uh, that I didn't <laughs> work in. Oh, no. bits and pieces. So hopefully, Felix, you've been able to catch everything Wendy was saying. Yeah, Wendy sounds pretty good. You're cutting out a little bit, but that's okay. Um, my question was, what's the what is the actual deadline in terms of the date and the hour, and what's the goal? In is there a difference between the cash goal or a pledge goal, or sort of uh, lay that out for me as clearly as you can? You bet. So we have an initial deadline of um, November. Third, which I believe that's coming up here this um, a week from uh, Saturday. Um, 
and or a week from Friday, I believe that is. And so by that point, if we have the entire 2.85 million in committed funds, which isn't necessarily cash in our bank account, but it could also be pledges received, grant uh, award letters and, and the like, um, that would be the, the first um, first deadline and the first type of uh, goal. Uh, if we're not at that full $2.85 million purchase price, we have an opportunity to extend, but that's predicated on us having at least 50% of that $2.85 million in committed funds. So again, it could be pledged or grant letters, awards, letters of intent, et cetera, um, to be able to show that we have at least made 50% effort. And at that point in time, also have to agree to raise the purchase price by $10,000 and also put down the $25,000 earnest money. So the November 3rd deadline is the end of our due diligence period um, and the opportunity to have a three-month extension. Okay. So that three-month extension uh, would take us to February 3rd. Uh, again, that's predicated upon us having that 50% of committed funds, which is $1.425 million. And um, so if PLU uh, chooses to grant that, which it sounds like they may have some flexibility as far as if we're not 100% there to the 50% mark, um, hopefully there's an opportunity to, to extend that. Um, and so then if we hit that first extension, then we would have till February 3rd to come up with either the full 2.85 million or at least show that we've made 75% progress in pledges and commitments towards uh, that amount. So I believe that comes out to about 2.125 million. And then that would extend it another uh, three months to May 3rd, which is the final uh, date that we have to have the entire amount. And again, that comes with a, an additional $10,000 in purchase price okay. for a total of $2.87 million. All right, so it's late in the day on Thursday, October 26th. What do you have in hand right now? So what we have right now is um, a $500,000 allocation from the state of Washington that they have given to us through the state budget process that is sitting there at the Department of Commerce. And that is predicated upon us receiving all the funds that we need to close this this transaction. So that's kind of money that uh, ends up uh, sealing the deal, if you will, as far as having the, the full amount in place. Okay. We also have at least another $30,000 that people have contributed uh, towards, towards a purchase. We've also had other foundations say, give us a call when you've hit 50% and uh, then we'll entertain a letter of, of, uh, of interest towards a, a sizable grant to help us with that amount. We've also had other granting agencies who have said, um, you know, go ahead and send a letter of intent now for, for part of it. What we're finding, unfortunately, is that there are many organizations and individuals who would be willing to put forth significant dollars once we have the building. But of course, that doesn't make any difference if we don't have the building to begin with. So um, our goal is to get the building and to try to get there as quickly as possible because obviously if we get the building um, it, before that first deadline of November 3rd, it's $20,000 less than going to the, the final extension. So our goal is to, to try to, to get that amount, but if not, to at least get to our first extension amount. 
and we have had uh, multiple conversations with our local, state, and federal elected leaders who are sending letters of support to the different organizations that they work with, whether it's the other elected officials, encouraging them to pursue the local project, uh, community project funds in the next legislative session, and also sending letters of support to Pacific Lutheran University, indicating that they're doing that as well with hopes that we will be uh, granted that extension and we'll be able to pursue the rest of the funding through the legislative process and individual and, and foundation gifts. Got it. Okay, so that's a lot of numbers and it's a lot of sort of moving moving targets. A little, it's hard for me to follow that just in a, in a in an audio conversation like this. Um, uh, how about if I say that we're a third of the way where we need to be? Okay, and we're, so okay. we're a little. We're yeah, we're right at uh, about five hundred thirty-six thousand nine hundred twenty-seven bucks. Okay. And so on our little thermometer, we're about a third of the way to our goal. Um, and we do have that that is definitely committed funds. That's either actual donations or a solid commitment letter. Yeah. Um, so we're in a process for sure. And it's a challenge, but we're not giving up and getting the word out helps um, making sure that people are aware that we do have some deadlines and that if the school um, is not purchased. Um, it, there is a put, real potential that it won't be there anymore. And I don't think people know about it. Uh, we've been spending a lot of time on the phone and uh, doing email. We have um, a list of everyone in the 98444 and 98445 zip code areas. And among us as volunteers, we've either emailed, uh, sent letters to, or phone called or left voicemail messages to most of those people. Um, so it's been a, a really long process, and a number of the people that we get a hold of say, oh, I had no idea. Yeah. <laughs> so that's part of why we love to be on the radio, and if people are listening, they aren't aware of the fact that we're uh, wanting to uh, acquire this building and turn it into a community center for Parkland. And we have a lot of good community partners who are excited about that possibility. So, you know, there's potential all over the place, Felix. and the reality is we have to actually manifest this kind of money, uh, and it's a lot. Uh, we are Parkland, and uh, we're aware that uh, the most that people can often give is maybe 5 or $10. That would help. So everybody giving as much as they possibly can is a help, and it's unbelievable. Um, we have lots of precedent. Uh, KNKX radio station had to raise three million dollars in six months, and they were able to do that. So we have we have good partners. We have good um, intention. Now we need the momentum uh, to get the dollars that we need. If someone's hearing this, and what's the easiest way? Where do they go online so they can either make a cash contribution, which I assume is tax deductible, or where can they make Absolutely. a pledge? How, where's the what's the easiest way for people to connect with you guys to give give their support? Easy, absolutely the easiest thing in the world to do is go to saveparklandschool.org. It's all one word, saveparklandschool.org, and the drop-down page has how to donate, and that has three different options for folks. So you can do it right online. You click and can give electronically. You can click on the pledge um, link and make the pledge commitment. And there is, for good old-fashioned folks like me, there's actually a post office box and, with a mailing address um, immediately underneath that, and they can simply mail us a check if they want to do it that way. So you can pay electronically. You can pledge. 
or you can mail us a check. We'll take it all. Got it. And, you know, and the other thing that ahead, would Phil. be great is uh, we're going to be posting some sample letters that they can send to their elected officials to voice their support as a community member for the project. So those letters will not only help our elected officials when they go to bat for us for funding to show what type of community support we have, but they can also have a letter to send to uh, Pacific Lutheran University to voice their support of the project so that the university also can see the potential in the extension. Yeah, that makes sense. And I mean, before we get much further along here, I wanted to ask one of you to kind of give me the little, give me the short version of the history of the school and why it's worth saving, what it means to this community. Well, the school itself was built in 1908, and it was built to serve as a school and did that for many years. Um, There were additions made to that original 1908 building, which included in 1937 a beautiful gymnasium. Um, People that have gone through the building have likened it to, I don't know if you're familiar with the movie Hoosiers, but it looks just like the gym out of Hoosiers. It's really nicely done. And the building itself uh, is very sound. We had an historic architect, Vern Abelson, come through and do a very detailed uh, needs and assessment for us, letting us know what kind of condition it was in uh, and what the feasibility of the building is. And the building is sound. Uh, we have lots of images of the inside of the building. And in my opinion, you could you could teach a class in there tomorrow. Uh, I don't know the bathroom facilities may need to be worked on a little bit. But other than that, it's ready to go. Uh, it needs a new roof. Uh, but other than that, it's a very sound building. So the investment of the building itself, I think there's a misconception in the community that it's all falling apart and it's all dilapidated and all of that. Um, that's not accurate. Um, it, I was prepared for that when my first my first walkthrough. It was pretty humorous because I, uh, at any rate, uh, it's it's in very good shape. Um, and it needs some renovation. It needs some work, but uh, it's ni- it's a 1908 building. It's going to need a little retrofitting for earthquake and that sort of thing. But uh, it's very sound. So it's a good investment. The location is ideal. It's on the corner of um, Pacific Avenue and 121st. It couldn't get any more central to Parkland than that. It's right across the street from a major hub that the transit hub for Pierce County uh, Transit is right across the street. Wonderful for elders, wonderful for kids. It's easy to get to that way. Uh, it has uh, 44,000 square feet of usable space in it, and it has beautiful, intact uh, classroom space. It has a full kitchen downstairs with dining facilities. Uh, it's three stories worth of a building that could house a number of, of good um community associations and uh, is the people that we talked to uh, with the building, um, when we started talking to the community, the three things that the community members came back to us with, um, once they said, don't tear it down, that was the first thing we got was don't tear it down. And then, well, okay, fine, if we don't and we have it, what do you want us to do with it? And their response was youth and senior programs. And that came up over and over again, programs for youth and seniors. The second thing was health and nutrition. That seemed like a a big priority. And then the last thing was recreation and fitness. And so we've got some wonderful opportunities to meet all of those expectations in this building. And 
we also are now partnering with Blue Zones um, here in Parkland. It turns out that a lot of those things that the community shared with us are also goals for Blue Zones in terms of supporting the health and longevity of the members of Parkland. So we've, we've got some nice parallels going on um, with the use of the building in the future. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 a great project. It obviously is in the heart and soul of Parkland. It would make a, I don't know, a natural gathering place, a natural addition to that little commercial street that is off of uh, Pacific Avenue there and, you know, as a kind of a gateway to the, up the hill to the university. It's just, it's, there's so many things going for it. Um, okay, so I think we've explained pretty well what the need is and what the reason for, for saving it and preserving it is. I think people get that. Um, if it, to simplify things a little bit, you said you you have about five hundred thousand in a pledge from the state that will come through if you hit the certain um, points in the fundraising, and you got a little over thirty thousand in cash. What's the yes. bottom line? If there was a, is there? A, I, I'm trying to remember how what what Phil said a moment ago. But if we get to next Friday, November third, is there some magic cash amount that would automatically extend things by three months? One point four two five million is the magic okay. amount. <laughs> that's that's a have to be cash. Let me let me do this. I see one point four million minus thirty six. Okay, there's a pretty big gap in cash. Is and there was there some other interim cash figure that bought you some additional time, or am I, am I did I misremember that? So again, it's not cash by then. It's committed funds. Committed funds. So okay. Committed funds is cash pledges. Oh, okay. Letters okay. Of good. Commitment grant approval letters. So that entire five hundred thousand. Either five hundred twenty-six thousand or five hundred thirty thousand. That all counts towards it, even though that five hundred is not in the bank. Got it. But we have an award letter for that. Got it. Okay. Um, and then, in terms of uh, government entities, whether it's uh, City of Parkland or whether it's Pierce County or private entities like PLU, have they loaned expertise or have they expressed any interest in being almost like a uh, not a fiscal agent, but like a fiscal partner in this, in terms of the infrastructure and um, the the you know the the person power in order to do a pretty major fundraising campaign, or is this guys you guys doing this all on your own right now? So primarily, it has been us. Um, we have had advice that's been given to us that we followed up on um, from our elected leaders. So, for instance, when we received the five hundred thousand, one of the uh, pieces of advice from our elected leaders of the state were to hire um, the services of professional fundraisers. So we have done that. We've okay. retained the services of professional grant writer as well as someone who's done donor development to develop the list that Wendy referenced earlier that we've been calling and following up on to to help um, arrange visits to talk about the school and potential financial support. Okay, okay. All right. Well, I really wish you guys good luck and I want to you know, keep me posted on what's going on. This, you know, this podcast episode, which will I'm going to post this this evening as soon as I can. And, you know, I'll spread the link around through the normal network. The word gets spread around about this. But uh, I do feel like there's definitely opportunities to get people to understand um, how important this is. And this is an opportunity because I think it's easy to give advice and it's easy to cheer on from afar where I am in Seattle but when the rubber meets the road, there's this definitely a need for people to 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 ante up. It really that the if people show their support even with small donations, that sends a message to the potential bigger donors that this is something that the community really cares about. So it seems like it's yeah, a real this is a really we critical week for you guys. Yeah. And we can't overemphasize even if they can't give a cash donation right now, there's a pledge uh, form out there electronically 
And that's just as important at this stage in the game. Absolutely. And, and I would like to say that um, my worst nightmare is that something we don't get it. And someone says, well, I didn't know anything about it. <laughs> and that's so helping to get the word out. People need to be aware. This is an opportunity for us and they need to take advantage of it. This is our window of opportunity. They need to come through. All right. Well, thank you both for joining me on this special podcast episode of Cascade of History. Well, thank you so much for having us. We really appreciate it. All right. Good luck, you guys. Thanks, Felix. Thanks again to Phil Edlund and Wendy Freeman. If you'd like to make a pledge or contribution or otherwise support that effort to save the Parkland School, the web address is saveparklandschool.org. Saveparklandschool.org. I'm Felix Bennell for Cascade of History. That sound means the steamer Columbia has reached the end of another thrilling voyage around the Pacific Northwest. Be careful as you go ashore. Watch it, watch it, that's a slippery spot there. Oh, I'll bet that hurt. When that whistle blows once again, be sure to meet us at the landing and be ready to climb aboard a little more carefully next time for Cascade of History. Cascade of History is produced in Seattle by Felix Bonnell.